0: Aloha, Mai Kako. You are tuned into Tidda Talk with us four culturally and spiritually conscious locomotives Brandy, Grace,
1: Tihau, and Nikki. Join us
0: for our Valao sessions as we talk story with influential Kanaka and Mana Wahine that are making a huge impact on our Aina and Lahui. Big mahalos for joining us on this week's episode. Please stay tuned to find out what we have in store.
1: Aloha, welcome everyone. Today we have Malia Kaupe here with us. Aloha, Malia. Aloha,
2: Malia.
1: We're so excited to talk to you about your new nonprofit and your goal and your mission and your passions and dreams associated with it. How are you?
3: Good, me too. Thanks for having me.
1: Woohoo, I love her
0: energy. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: <laughs> good vibes all the time um
0: i i think so my question was first yeah
1: yeah go brandy uh, go
0: our, oh hello malia aloha uh, it's brandy hello, hello. all right Hi, brandy. so um i'm gonna slide in with the first question my first question is there's just a big dark cloud over everybody this time right now <laughs> covid 19 is driving all of us nuts what is something this year that you would like to celebrate about 2020 so far? Just to give us some positive vibes entering our conversation.
3: Honestly, I think it's so perfect because I'm most stoked about the birth of Kalawahuli or the Nantra. And I feel like it came at like the perfect time. Yeah, um, yes and I think it's so funny because you know babies they typically come just when they're meant to yeah and I feel like we've kind of like birthed this idea and it just kind of came to light in February and it was like perfect timing for our community it, like kind of hooey up in the birth
0: wow yeah that's beautiful dude so like um what you call do you guys just I know it's another question but you like help them with the birthing like all of it like hello world little child i'm here to help you come out of there
3: yeah i mean um That's so awesome like me yeah me personally i'm um the owner of intentions and i'm also i'm like a co-founder of kolo keko huli um but i am a, a, doula, a postpartum doula um midwife's assistant indigenous breastfeeding counselor so I'm, i am a birthkeeper and so we um are part of like all stages of like the mummyhood journey, um. <clears throat> but yeah, Kalau Kepuli has a, a number of different programs that we've been able to implement um over the last couple months for sure to be able to um do all of those things.
0: I think that's so beautiful, and it's just like a a real real experience of birthing of like how it was back in the day, kind of you know. It's yeah, yeah, small kind. Any thoughts but anyways question number two <laughs> what <laughs> is there is there any goals that you um want to do for like 2020 is there anything else that like you um are looking forward to i know you just launched this whole the birth of your business you're not i mean the i'm um, not sorry about that but um is no, there no. anything else
3: yeah, I think one of the biggest things for me right now is also related to Kalo kekohuli, um, And I really do want to create a doula training for Kanaka and other um, Pacific Islander um, women to be able to <clears throat> go to a place and learn in a way that feels good to them and about things that are super pertinent when we're supporting, you know, other Wahine families like ours. Because right now there's just like, very, very um, generalized trainings out there that even myself when I did my doula training, I didn't feel
1: I uh, didn't feel ready
3: right. to yeah. be a doula, and I I definitely you. didn't feel prepared to support my own community. Right, but I was taught to support other communities, and I was like, okay, we kind of have that. And so I'm like <laughs> <super> <laughs> focused on trying to pull that together sometime this year.
0: I love that the adaptability with you, yes, queen.
1: Yeah, my cutie. I love it. I'm really inspired by that. I you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, Malia, but I tried to have my oldest at home. Oh, nice. And it, it was, you know, just this really lovely dream that I had. I had always wanted to do it. And it ended up being really awful. And I ended up actually going to the hospital. Yeah. And I after meeting you, I believe it was at um, Kayla's baby shower when we were really—I mean, I know we had met, but we really got to talking a little bit. Yeah. For- and I was so inspired by you and Kee and what you were doing that I really was like, "Oh my gosh, I wish I knew about you guys sixteen years ago. I wish I—I I wish I knew somebody sixteen yeah. years ago." So for me, it's absolutely the most important thing to. Number one, be birthing your brand new child properly mm-hmm. and, and culturally pono, right? Mm-hmm. And, and for the baby to be coming into this world in a pono way too is so important, you know? and i really really mahalo you for what you guys do because i mean i'm not planning on having any more babies but gosh i i almost want to just so i can have the full experience you know it's mm-hmm. funny
3: that you say that because a lot of people um and it is kind of unfortunate but we usually don't find out about the community of birth and the like the supportive women that are out there until after we have our first kiki right and then the mm-hmm. start kind of flowing our way and that's what we hope to change with Kalau Kahuli, to like really get out there in the community and start talking about this stuff and showing moms that we're here before they need us. You know what I mean? Like so that right. is already something they feel really comfortable about, and then the moment they're high, they're like, "Oh my God, I know who to call." You know, not like right, oh, wow. just like air belt process, and then after their first baby, they're realizing, "Oh my gosh, I need." more support I need a doula just so they can make their second birth better than the first you know I think we that happens too often mm-hmm. hoping we can you know change that over the next few years
1: right well I guess we just answered my first question because it was basically what inspired you to create Kalao Ke Kuhuli because obviously it's a passion obviously it's something that's really really deep inside of you that needs to come out like your purpose you know I, I'm really inspired by that I love it um yeah thank you I see. think you know yeah thank on you top,
3: <laughs> on top of the things that inspired me to do this kind of that what we already mentioned was I found that there were so many spaces that were very supportive of birthing people here in Hawaii but the spaces were weren't specifically meant for us, right? It was so scarce and it was hard to find. Mm And kind of like how you said it was, you know, you didn't really know that we were out there. Um, Mm -hmm. And so often we find ourselves showing up to spaces that were the minority again. um, And the topics Mm -hmm. we feel about or we need to kind of talk about like culture, healing, spirituality around that. um, Mm -hmm. It either doesn't pertain to us or we're like, our topics are like a footnote in these spaces, you know, and I decided that I was, like, tired of trying to find my place in the birth world and suggesting spaces for my moms that I knew wouldn't serve them as best as I knew they should serve, so, Mm -hmm. you know, for the people who know me, I was, like, not about to wait around for it. It needed to be done, so (laughs) after a few short but very conversations, you know, Kalau Kekuhuli kind of just,
1: you just
0: bloomed
1: out of thin air and so, yeah, I love it <laughs> it was My all body. of your good
0: energy it manifested itself into something that's gonna like affect the entire community that's that's sick dude yeah yeah sure.
1: well you're definitely a creator if you have something in you and I see that about you you just get things done <laughs> and I I recognize that in you because I'm kind of that way. It's like if I have something I want to do, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to sit and talk about it. I'm not going to dream about it forever. I'm going to like put some action to this, you know. I see that in you and it happened so fast. Gosh, I didn't realize February.
3: <laughs> yeah, February and we actually we just recently um applied for our 501c3 status. So we're that's kind of still in the works. It takes like 30 days, but we're, you know. Mm-hmm hit the ground running and it's funny because oh like a lot of like other birth workers when they found out what we we're doing with hello there was a lot of like oh finally something like that is happening or oh that's always been a dream of mine or i've wanted to do that forever and i'm like girl you just did it like
1: <laughs> right honestly,
3: we gotta go for it we can't keep like hoping and praying that we're gonna take action we gotta like Reach out, make conversation, talk about the things that are really like pulling at our now, and get it done.
1: Yeah, Definitely like that. So, what have your challenges been? Um,
3: I don't know. honestly. I we've been so blessed to not have any roadblocks thus far, but I think, um, if anything, it's been the coronavirus. You know, because right, our um very much we we very much want to be in each other's spaces so we can like really vibe energy and be basically our our moms and stuff and obviously with the coronavirus we're not um able to do that um so no. that's like our biggest challenge but it hasn't held us back that much because we actually recently applied for a grant <laughs> um specific um so hawaii people's fund they have like an urgent action grant um that we applied to to be able to support mm-hmm. our moms distance why? So they've and we've got it, so we're really excited that happened in like the last week. We got that. Oh, so,
1: awesome.
3: Um, yeah, we're able to implement our um kala'i o ola distance birth program and our pilikau pili oilo distance postpartum program. So we have the money to support even more mamas now, so we're pretty stoked about that. So trying to turn the challenges into good stuff,
1: <laughs> right? Of course, always. I love that. I'm just loving that. Everything I hear. Is there anywhere um, Inquiring Minds can go? You have a website or somewhere that lists all the services that are available or, um, you know, where can people go to contact you? What's the best way to get in touch if they need your help?
3: Yeah, we have um, our Instagram, which is Hello mm-hmm. Ke Um mm-hmm. And we highly suggest people just follow our Instagram and kind of keep... Um, because we post our prenatal and postpartum support groups. So our Kahua Okapuao support group, which is um, for the Vah Kahua or prenatal support for moms. And then we have our Wapuka Amaka postpartum support group. So those are both via Zoom and they're totally mm-hmm. free and you can just message us and then um, we'll send the meeting ID and they just pop on and you know come and go as you please. But um, the only way to really know what the date and times for those are, are going to be following us on Instagram.
2: Mm-hmm. And then we okay. have our
3: website, which is kalauokekahuli.org. And that's something a lot more information about us and also see like a list of our services. And there's also an application there. Um, that mamas can fill out to apply for our services. And quick disclaimer, apply, we're going to help you because we have the means right now. So don't, like, my hila hila, just go over there and fill out an application.
1: Yeah, do it now. That's so awesome, especially right now with all the stress. I know there's a lot of restrictions, and giving birth is a scary thing right now. Yep. All these mamas that are ready to now are going to need a lot of extra support, so... Yeah. Mahalo for what you girls are doing.
3: Thank you. We're actually—that's kind of something that's been coming at us quite a bit recently. Or you know, people are the anxiousness, you know, the fear around having to go to the hospital right now is just really freaking moms out. Um, and it's kind of unfortunate, but because it's mostly financial reasons are why that our moms aren't choosing, right? Because insurance doesn't cover that. Um, right just launched another fundraiser I think it was yesterday um to help support financially our moms um to do the home birth that they always wanted so not let money get in the way of their safety and you know the place that they want to be so um if anybody wants to donate a dollar five dollars ten dollars I know money is tight right now for a lot of people but anything is really appreciated
1: yeah right wow awesome i love it Mamo. i know you have some questions as well
3: um hi it's
2: Mamo. um so having a home birth is something that i wanted um i have a yeah he's four now i have a four-year-old but i ended up going the other route just due to the fact that i'm heavier set and at risk (laughs) for other things like i think i was like maybe i could be pre-diabetic and stuff like that um What's your advice for bigger women like myself?
3: Um, I think well, one, I think it's really important that we not let the medical industry, you know, impose their little fear ticks on us. I think a lot of times we are so um we instead of taking things with a grain of salt, lots of times we're very much like indulgent in, in things that are, you know, our obs or whatever that is, or is telling us. So sometimes we, um, start to manifest thoughts that wouldn't have caused issues if that makes sense. So I feel like definitely setting your weight, your body type, your shape or definitely not other people's preconceived notions dictate your thoughts about your capability to birth the birth at home yeah like um there's a difference between being you know a little overweight and having no complications and then um being overweight with like a lot of health risks and of course choosing the correct midwife is always important too when you're not, like um women who are at higher risks but that shouldn't um, automatically rule you out for a home birth so I think it's important that regardless of your body mass index which all of it is good plenty of um, heavier mamas give birth at home you know just eating well walking a lot during your pregnancy and thinking well can really help you have a successful home birth. If we keep buying into this idea that we're incapable of birthing naturally and safely, then we've like already lost the battle, you know. Amazing.
2: I think that's super true. Um, I believe that. That's cool. Mahalo. Um, yeah. Okay, so it just this just thought on me now, but um, your guys' support groups are online with Zoom. Um, where are you guys? Mm-hmm based out of
3: um i guess i would say maui um it's funny because we actually have probably more oahu and hawaii island moms that we're supporting right now than maui moms and i don't know why that is but we just kind of taking the moms as they come but we um that's what's been the good thing about being able to do this virtually is we can support more wahine mm-hmm. um i we have two of our founders that live up country in Maui, and then I live in Iao Valley. But other than that, it's been so virtual that we haven't really had like our roots put down anywhere. Um, and we're currently looking for other um, birth workers that want to be a part of Kalao Kekohuli to physically support mamas on other islands when we um, get the chance to get back to being face-to-face.
2: <laughs> okay, cool.
3: So you guys are looking at expanding to be able to offer...
2: After all of this craziness, um, we yeah, were sure. on like island, uh, uh yeah, what am I saying? wide
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> we were, um, waiting,
1: oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: we were actually doing that before the coronavirus like got really intense, um, so we were that were a part of Kalao Kekuhuli we were willing to travel so I do do off-island births um, but when it comes to you know people in the United States over there then we have to just do <laughs> virtual obviously and I, I it's harder to find birth workers um, of like mind oh, okay but Kohaba right. Pai Aina is good all of it,
2: yeah. Sorry, having <laughs> issues with <laughs> state the state. I'm
1: having real big issues. That's a
2: complete of open because I'm an you Don't say <laughs> it, Don't. <laughs> say. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're talking about. <laughs> okay, yeah, everyone listening, yeah, I got problems, but uh-huh. I don't have problems. I don't have problems. Um, perfect. So, kohava is okay. Awesome. Um, yeah, awesome. yeah. I guess. Because that question was. I have a quick question,
0: question, but oh, my my. Oh, sorry seconds. Hello? Hello. No, I'm sorry, Mom. No, go ahead. Go, not? I'm going. Hello. Hi. <laughs> go, brands. No, I thought. No, I didn't want to interrupt. That's why so I was like, I have a. Okay, I'll go. okay.
2: So my last question is. Okay. Um. Traditionally. What's, Mm -hmm. like, the number one thing that a a Hafei woman should and shouldn't do?
3: You know, that's a funny one, because I was thinking about that one for a little bit, and I, um, honestly, it's hard to say, because in Hawaiian culture, there's so many different practices amongst different islands or families, um, and, you know, one of the olelo no ao that we acknowledge at Ke Kuhuli is a'ohepau ka'ikei kahalau ho'okahi, right? So um, we know that there's many avenues of learning. And
2: mm-hmm. it's
3: to say that there's so many different um, practices out there that I can't really say, like, this is the number one that you think you should do. But um, if we're asking me personally, I think... Um, one of the main things is pule, um, in whatever form that looks like for you, whether it's affirmations, meditation, prayer, dance, um, anything that can strengthen your mind and your heart during this journey, um, is super important. And one of the things that it's hard to go without too is, you know, we don't want to have any distraction when we're focusing on strengthening our heart and mind. And so Ho'oponopono is like a traditional practice. It can be really important to be able to like squash gear that's surrounding you and your ohana, because uh, like those ill feelings do manifest into like physical form, and we mm-hmm. want to make sure that um that's nowhere around us when we want to you know hana or raise our keiki. So, um, I think it's really important that each mom look into her family's traditions and ask your mom, your auntie, your grandma, your two just ask everybody what they did, what they didn't do. Um, And I think one of the other ones is when it comes to um, Inoa, right? Like, baby's name. Lots of um, families believe that it should be kept private um, until after baby's born for, you know, fear of other um, negative implications surrounding birth or health and stuff like that.
1: Nice. Mahalo mm-hmm
0: for sure Hi, that
1: was good. i am a hollow i want to hear brandy's question Yeah, a so- weird question, a question. oh no
0: no, no no i feel so bad now like now that i'm thinking about it i'm like oh my god mama i'm sorry i like went over there and like was talking when you were talking i was like oh that's so rude
2: it's <laughs> fine what's up <laughs>
0: it just like popped in my head but okay <laughs> what's your craziest birth story okay um that's you know what I mean like was there was there one where it was like it was a stormy night the lights were flickering and okay it was a thunder- yeah <laughs> you know what I mean like
3: yeah I actually um what was that last hurricane that we had and like roads were closed there's no power and everything and I was at a hospital birth and like nobody was on the road there was like trees down And I went to a birth, and we're in the hospital, and the power went out, and it was like pretty crazy. I forget what,
1: what, which um storm that was,
3: but yeah, that was it. Was it a
1: hurricane? Because I swear we had like a couple hurricanes that didn't do anything, and then we had like a windstorm, and it messed everything up. (laughs) I think this. I think that was the one.
3: I um, or I don't know, but I remember I had to like I live in Eel Valley, but I knew um that the mama was going to be, com- like, baby was going to start coming soon. And so I left the valley and we stayed at my grandma's house outside of the valley because I knew we were going to get trapped in here if, you know, with the trees down or river or whatever it was. So we stepped mm-hmm. at my Sure enough, that night, um, I got called to the hospital. But I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of crazy stories. I think people romanticize <laughs> this idea about birth, that it's, like, so-soable. And we watch all these, like, beautiful um Instagram videos and you know I think that people don't realize like how much of like a real and raw experience it is you know I've been at yeah. a- mm-hmm. Christmas we've had home births that like have crazy um transfers we've had amazing hospital births that like the doctors and nurses like didn't even touch mom or baby the whole time like there's just such a wide range of birth and I feel like as the mother right we're we're the ones that are manifesting what our birth looks like and it's like it ends up being exactly the birth that we needed whether good or bad Mm -hmm. to like pull all the layers off of us that weren't serving us anymore or kind of like just let that die so we can be reborn or or it was just like something we needed for reassurance um yeah it's Mm -hmm. crazy I mean the the
0: ranges of different births are just it's pretty insane (laughs) yeah that's awesome and I think that's what a lot of people need to hear about and about too, especially the generation coming up, mm-hmm. and uh, especially if they want to connect with a with a more truer. Like I wish I had a home birth, but I don't. Oh, girl, Kimmy came so fast. I was in there for four hours and popped her out. Like, mm-hmm. It was that fast. Wow. Um, yeah, but I'm sure if I had a home birth, I would have been a lot more nicer, and maybe she would have popped out less grumpy. But yeah, <laughs> 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 that's, that's, that's too like.
3: Just be, like, home birth is not meant for everybody, too, right? Like, I do have some moms who come to me and they're like, oh, I really want a home birth. And then in discussion, there's things that kind of come up where I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, we want to make sure that you're looking for home birth for all the right reasons, right? And that your heart is in the right place and your mind especially is in the right place. Too too often, people are wanting the home birth because they want the water birth or for the photos or to say they had a home birth or a lot of times there's just like not really like genuine um, reasons for it. And a lot of times they're better off having a doula in a hospital setting. Right. We can, they can have a perfect birth there. So like we got to just kind of, I think too often we put our expectations on other people, assuming that we like home birth is best for everybody or you know, you, you can be in some circles and they're like, you know, you have to go to the hospital and you better get the epidural. What are you doing? Are you crazy if you don't get the epidural? You know, people uh, are just mm-hmm. very different in the way they view birth. And so as like a doula, it's my job to serve them in whatever um, nature that looks like. Yeah, so it's not my job to say this is what's best. This is what we're going to do. It's like I'm there to serve mom and just kind of like help her um, Peel away all the layers to find out, like, what is her um, deepest desire when it comes to her birth, and what it, what is going to make her feel fulfilled? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's amazing. wow. Yeah, amazing. yeah, I just love it so much, and it's so true that every single birth is so unique, and that's kind of the point of what you do is that you're there to help navigate. Mm-hmm. All the facets of pregnancy, birth, like taking care of your baby, aftercare, breastfeeding, taking care of your own body and what's going on, what's going on with your baby. It's so much. And it's so confusing. And I mean, honestly, when you said talk to your friends and family about stuff, I'm like kind of thinking, oh gosh, but don't like, don't take it too serious because everybody has something, you know? And then you're like, oh, my mom said this, but my but my grandma on my dad's side said this. And, and it's like, oh, my gosh, you kind of just need to trust your now exactly. and just say, this feels right for me. And it's nice to have somebody that's not family yep. to say, hey, you're allowed to say, I don't like that. Even though you did it, this is the way I want to do it. Yeah. Know? And I think that's like one of that's the really biggest nice.
3: takeaways. I think. I think, you know, when even some doulas that are in the birth world right now, they really focus on like evidence-based. You know, information and care, and you know, making sure they get through the childbirth education and making sure they, you know, check off all the boxes. And for me, that's important, but I feel like the best results that I've seen in birth are the women who didn't take all the details seriously. They just went with right. knowing that. Um, and, and as a doula, I just foster the idea of not neglecting your intuition, right? And following Lona and. Birth and motherhood is a spiritual process that these veils are, and we have like a really delicate opportunity to tune in and pay really close attention to ourselves, babies. Um, and so subconsciously, no one knows better what to do for ourselves than us, yeah, because we're being given information mm-hmm. and insight from you know people of our past too that we can't brush off that feeling in our na'o. So, even if we're in like a hospital setting and they're you know maybe pushing interventions or whatever that looks like it doesn't matter if somebody's um, going down the checklist of risks and benefits or telling you certain things really got to just go inward and feel say like what does my body need what does my baby need and you can only do that if you're fostering that intuition throughout your pregnancy yeah and even throughout your life before you come help high and even after but I think that's like our greatest tool when we go into the our birth space and in motherhood, is like we have to just trust our our instinct because you know how when you become a mom Mm -hmm. then you're like oh I knew that was gonna happen like don't stand on that because oh yeah there it happened you know we just you're so into things and it's because during the birth that these veils are and we become like more um sensitive to our surroundings and so if we can like shut off. All the information that's getting pushed on us on social media, and all our friends telling us their horror birth stories, and our you know mom saying you know you should do this or do this or I did this you know, and if we can shut all that stuff out, it's like you know all the answers already. We just you just mm-hmm. need your corner that's gonna say like give you the permission to do what you feel you need to do in that
1: moment. Right, I absolutely love it. <laughs> I want to have another baby. now. (laughs) I probably won't. But you know, when my daughter is coming time, I definitely am going to be right there for her making sure that she has an absolutely opposite experience from me. You know, it's nice to know that I can help spread this awareness. For other women that are going to have babies. Uh, even if I can't use it myself. Yeah. It's really awesome. Yeah and we
3: we forget that like. <clears throat> you know our. Future of our LaHui. Starts with our Keiki. And the way that they enter this world. And the emotional state of mom. During this time plays a huge role. In all of that. And so we have to like. Whether we are moms. Or are going to be moms. Or never plan to be moms. We still have to like malama those people in those stages to better support as mm-hmm. a whole yeah
1: yeah agreed that was so so my e. thank you so much for sharing all of that information with us um, is there any last um, information you want to share with us or just like one takeaway that you hope that everyone can just hold on to after hearing all this today? Um,
3: I don't know if I have one takeaway, but I just want people to know that Kalao Ke Kuhuli, um, is here. We're super open to supporting our mamas. And the only way to do that is if you apply. And um, just hitting up our website, going to the O tab and filling out an application. We can help you pay for home birth. We can um, be your postpartum and birth doulas. We can go through childbirth education. You can join our support groups. There's plenty of support that we're we're offering right now. And I just don't want people to be um, nervous or like, you know, think that they don't need it, right? Because always the first time moms is like, they think they got it, they know what all to right. expect when they're expecting. And then we have mm-hmm. all the second time moms like, girl, I should have called you on my first birth, right? When, when we're all like, Call us now, right?
2: We want to help you now. Not right. uh,
3: fix things. So I want people to just um feel comfortable to reach out to us. I promise we don't bite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you are on Instagram at Kalao Ke yeah. And your website, Kalao Ke mm-hmm. right? Perfect. Yeah. Mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Yeah. Mahalo.
3: Hey, guys. thank you. you
1: have a great Me one too. we'll be talking to you okay, soon sounds good I know, all right you. bye guys bye. bye
0: we all want to give you guys a big mahalo for checking out this episode it means so much to us make sure you give us a follow on Instagram our handle is TEDta talk and then download the anchor app it's a free app and then we can connect with you guys. You'll be able to call into the show, leave feedback, ask questions, make suggestions, um, maybe even suggest the next guest that'll be on our show. And with that said, we'll voila out with you guys next week.